Joining us now, she is the club manager down at PGA National. Jane Broderick joins us. Jane, come into the golf shop. Good morning. Yeah, you know, we uh, we saw mayhem uh, on a par three last uh, last week at the Waste Management. And interesting, you're, you're probably not going to like this at all, but we, we had a, a question last week's show, like which – which venue and which uh, par three on the PGA Tour could they do something similar to that where they could uh, enclose it and it would be more fun to watch? My only option was in the Bear Trap, the 17th at PGA National. Of course, you'd have to build stands into the water, and that would be uh, the most functional thing in the world. But that's an exciting hole for me to watch players dunk it in the water on. I'll tell you what, um, this year it's bigger and better than ever. We couldn't go horizontal, so we went vertical. And the, the whole seating area has been expanded dramatically. Ah, uh, see, Collins, I told you that that's the place to do it. There you go. You were right on the money. <laughs> you know, and it, and it seems like that there are traditionally, you know, we talk about the, the 17th at Sawgrass and the amount of balls that go in the water there. But traditionally, it seems like that the Honda Classic and the, and the Bear Trap um, swallows up more golf balls than, than, than anywhere else in the PGA Tour. Uh, I guess it comes down to conditions sometimes, though, doesn't it? Conditions, for sure. And then the prevailing winds can always wreak havoc on a good shot. Yeah, it always seems like um, when we see a lot of carnage on, the, on that stretch of holes is that uh, those two par threes, 15 and 17, play into the wind. Um, do you have a feel for what the forecast look, looks like coming up this week? And, uh, will we see some, some big wins? I'm down in Florida right now and it was really windy when I was playing golf yesterday. Yeah. I mean, the last couple of weeks has been brutal. Um, we've had sustained winds of 20, 25 miles an hour. We certainly want that to lay down a little bit for the tournament next week. And I think it will, it looks like we're going to have some chamber of commerce weather. Um, so, you know, normal winds, nothing overly dramatic, um, some sunny skies and some firm, fast greens. Yeah. Have any uh, adjustments been made to the golf course uh, between last year and this year? We know a lot of courses uh, tweak things here and there, um, but have any uh, changes come to PJ national since we uh, saw you last uh, late, late winter, we'll guess we'll call it. Yeah. No structural changes to the golf course. Um, our director of agronomy, Jeremiah Lockhart and his team have done a masterful job of getting the golf course ready. I, I truly believe, and I've been involved in every single Honda Classic that we posted, this is the year that the golf course is in the absolute best shape it's ever been. Now, is, does that mean we're going to get some uh, some taller rough than we're used to seeing, or uh, what, what are we talking about from a rough and a green speed and firmness per, uh, perspective? You know, all of that is completely directed by the tour. Um, if I had my way, I would cut the rough tomorrow and not – cut it again, but, you know, we have to follow what the tour agronomist wants us to do from a green perspective, from a rough height and everything else. They want it to be fair um, and not overly penal. So, you know, you'll probably see by the weekend, you know, three and a half, four inch rough and green speeds in the, in the 12. Yeah. And, and that's the interesting part. And, and I think people fail to understand that. I mean, uh, you know, we talked to a lot of, uh, you know, people uh, in various parts of the running golf tournaments, whether it's people that are a part of the club or people that are a part of uh, from a tournament director perspective. And we, we hear that a lot that the PGA Tour does regulate, but it does seem like the PGA Tour has been allowing a little higher rough uh, length so far in this season. Yeah, and that's great for us. You know, we, we grow the fairways a little more narrow than we have on a regular basis. 
you grow the stand of rough, which the overseed took really, really well this year. Um, so it's thick, and it's um, it's really going to cause some issues if, if people hit it offline. Yeah, you know, and the, and I think when I look at the the course structure, I mean, the fifteenth hole um, online says it plays one hundred and sixty nine yards, and the seventeenth hole says it plays one hundred and forty three yards. Face value, these shouldn't be two uh, extremely intimidating holes, but it is amazing. You know, us, the average golfer, we get out there and, and we have water in front or we have water on the right and our brain seems to take over and make us hit it long or make us hit it left or causes fear in us. And the funny thing is when you put the, you know, when you put PGA Tour players on the line on these shots and they, they, their brains lock up too, just like the rest of us. Isn't it funny always to watch how that happens? Yeah, they, I mean, obviously they struggle with it just like the average Joe. Um, and the bailout on both of those holes is left, but what's left is a bunker. So even if you bail out left, you're not leaving yourself a very easy shot to, to recover from. Yeah, and in certain pin placements, we've seen bunker shots be uh, extremely dicey and potentially uh, golf balls rolling into the water from bunker shots. Uh, so that's always something to think about as well. And it almost seems like maybe, especially um, I think it's on the 15th, is that maybe really short and left in that little layup area. Guys have sometimes aimed for that as well. Honestly, it's a smart play on 15th, um, but does not exist on 17th. So you've kind of just got to, I think, just hit to the middle of the green and not try to get too cute. Again, talking with uh, club manager for PGA National, Jane Broderick and and Jane, what's your what's your favorite hole in the golf course? And uh, if you're like me, I know I have some least favorite holes in the golf course. So, uh, the hole that kind of jumps up and bites me all the time. Uh, what what are yours on uh, uh, down there, PGA National? Um, I actually like hole number twelve. Um, it's you know it's, it's sneaky hard, um, but it, it can have, be a lot of fun. So you've got it. It's a dog leg, a little dog leg right. Um, you know, you can hit it too far left so you can see the green from your approach. You can be in trouble. Um, it's just a really strong par four. Nice. Uh, any, any of the, which one kind of eats your lunch out there? Yeah, all of them. Um, you know, <laughs> 17 for me. 17 is probably the most difficult for sure. Is that the one that you're thinking about the whole round? I mean, we, we always say we try not to think about those holes, but man, it's like, you have a good round going and you're getting out to like 13 and 14 and suddenly uh, the 17th uh, tee shot starts creeping in your mind. You're like, man, ah, that's, uh, the wind's going to be doing this. I know where that flag stick is today and I'm just not looking forward to hitting that shot. Is that what happens? The 17th, because 15 hard, 16 is incredibly hard. How much more of this can I take? Um, you know, to, to try and finish out strong. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess from a, from a tournament perspective, I mean, this is going to be a, a pretty much uh, back to normal from a fan perspective, from a build out perspective. Um, you know, did this have to, uh, did we have to kind of pull back our notes from a couple years ago to, to make sure that we had all our uh, T's crossed and our I's dotted? Yeah, we went back to, you know, from 2020 and even looked at a little bit at 2019 um, the, the build is massive. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, the, the bear trap, we've gone vertical and we're expecting, you know, 240,000 people for the week, which is, which is awesome. 
Will there be signs up that say no throwing of beer or beer cans, uh, you know, onto the green if somebody gets a hole in one? Everyone is on high alert to prevent that. <laughs> you know, and, and we've talked about that from a fan's perspective. I, I and I don't know how you feel as a, as you know, as a, as a high level executive at a, at a golf course that hosts an event, but I enjoy the atmosphere and I liked it when they got the hole in ones I didn't necessarily like it, like when Justin Thomas chipped in for birdie on, uh, at, you know, at 16 on Sunday, and it came, everything came raining down again. I, I think that kind of crossed the line. I mean, obviously, there's some things that we think are acceptable and things that aren't. And, you know, I mean, we, we've seen it up in, uh, in West Virginia where you, you got an 18th hole that's a par three and money being given away if there was a hole in one. So there's different things that, to attract people to golf tournaments, but sometimes you just have to let the golf course speak for itself, don't you? Absolutely. And, you know, and I think it's good for the game to have some of these events that are a little bit off the norm. You know, we stepped away from your grandfather's sport and the little tiny golf claps. And, you know, now we've got some raving, cheering fans and we've engaged fans that aren't necessarily true golf fans, but they're fans of sport. And that's important to the game. You know, and the other thing that we see sometimes is uh, a lot of different things that go on for the fans uh, to, to kind of get them involved. Uh, what kind of things go on during the Honda Classic that uh, involve the fans, uh, whether it's inside or outside for the venue? Um, well, they do a challenge for predicting the number of birdies shot, and then the winner of that you know, it's for charity. Um, we have the Saturdays. I think she cut out there a little bit on us. Uh, we'll see if we can get her back here in just a second. Sorry, is that better? Yeah, I think it cut out just a second there on us. So if you want to just take the answer from the beginning again, just so we could hear it. Sure, I apologize. Um, the, the event is actually, it's, it's a whole week long of, of fun. Um, you know, we have fireworks on Friday and Saturday night. We have the kids' day on Saturday. We keep the other golf courses in full operation for resort guests and members who want to play. Um, there's a, a band that typically plays on Friday and Saturday night as well, a huge hosp public hospitality area. So there's a lot of things for people to do during the week of the event um, in addition to just watching golf. Yeah, and uh, last thing before we let you go, uh, you know, we've had some uh, all different types of winners Uh you know, whether it's guys that tried to overpower the golf course, guys that kind of work their way around the golf course. Uh, traditionally, what do you think is the uh, is the, the, the player that's going to have the most success here? Is it somebody that's long or is it somebody that's accurate? Is it somebody that's got uh, laser-like iron play? Um, we, we know more often than not it comes down to who makes a lot of putts. But uh, other than that, getting to the green, what's kind of the key to playing PGA National for you? You've just got to hit it in the short grass because once you get into that overseeded rough, uh, it really can wreak havoc on, on that next shot. So, you know, consistency and accuracy is, is really the key. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, putting is going to be pivotal. The other thing, too, is we've seen, uh, we've seen scores uh, range from, uh, man, I think like 276 back in the day to, uh, you know, something like 268 where Matt Jones won last year. Where do you see the final score on Sunday afternoon uh, where you could put your feet up and uh, say, nobody's touching this number. I'm going to win it at this number. I'm going to say nine under. 
Nine under it. Nine under it is keeping it under double digits. I, I always like to see single digits win a golf tournament. Uh, so awesome. Well, Jane, we always appreciate the time that you give us. We look forward to uh, I look forward to it more than anything. For me, the golf season really starts when we hit the Florida swing and you guys are the first stop in the Florida swing. So I'm look, really looking forward to getting back to uh, afternoon golf East Coast time when I'm uh, finishing up some work on Thursday and Friday afternoon. So we look forward to it. And thanks for the time. My pleasure. Thank you.